Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Texans All Access, the desert. Yes, we've reached that point of the year where, as Mark puts it, it's dry as a desert, but eh, not really. We still got content for you, and we got plenty for you on tonight's show. Appreciate you being with me, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter, your host for the proceedings. Yes, we are going to hear a little bit tonight from David Johnson. A little Drew's dozen with David Johnson a little later in the show. We also are going to hear from John Grenard, who did a great deep slant with our good friend, D.P. Sidhu. But we're going to start off the show, as I mentioned last night, and we started off the show last night with the ultimate in the lab draft. 32 NFL teams, 32 picks. We got it kicked off last night, and it's it's a blast. It really was fun. It was a really, really difficult exercise to try and get it all really uh, done, if you will. I mean, we we had to go at it for a while, so that's why we had to you know split it up. But it was one of the best exercises we've done. It was one of the most fun exercises that we've done. Drew and I had a great time. Let's get on into round two of the In the Lab Ultimate NFL Draft. Here we go. So... We're starting things off today. I get the first pick this time. You get the first pick. That's right. You get the first pick because I took overall. Because as we've said, and it bears repeating, we've got a couple of things going on. Number one, the player in filling out an entire roster. But then also the team. That's why I went Bengals early on because it satisfied two, because Anthony Munoz is the best Bengal ever. A satisfies a left tackle need. So there are a number of things to consider as we as we make these picks. And so, you know, it's and the third part is like you said, if you draft a player and you draft him from a particular team, then you're taking him away, i.e. Deion Sanders, you're taking him away. I can't pick him from any of the other teams that he played on, even though he played on a big three or four other teams. So there's a lot to consider in all this. And then the last thing is the specialist angle. How will you handle the specialist? I, I think I have a way that I'm going to do it, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I might have to break down and I don't know. We'll see. I know how I'm going to do it. And, um, yeah, you're, you're going to see. One of my specialists, okay. if you want to consider him, is, is the return guy. And yeah. uh, Deion Sanders, I knocked that out with my very first pick, so it worked. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. As you hear my stupid dogs barking at a leaf. I love my <laughs> stupid dogs. They're barking at a leaf in the front yard or something. I mean, or whatever it takes. It's cool. All right, you get the first pick. You're going where? This is tough because I thought about franchises. I thought about what I need. And it came down to going from either the Raiders, the Cardinals, or the Jets because I think there's pretty big drop-offs after mm-hmm. the top one of each. Yeah. I'm going with the Raiders, though, because I think one of the greatest guards of all time is somebody that I need because I – I took Bruce Matthews, and he might play guard. He might play center, but he gives me flexibility. But I want to make sure that I still I stay stout up front. And maybe the greatest Raider of all time, maybe. Some people have him as the greatest Raider of all time, is Gene Upshaw, the offensive lineman, the guard. You know, so many all-pro teams that he made. He's, you know, more famous to younger fans now as being the recent head of – he's basically before DeMar Smith. Yeah. the NFL Players Union, but I'm going to go with him right. because he was a phenomenal, phenomenal player. I'm taking Gene Upshaw. I'm bolstering my offensive line. 
You know, I really would like to continue the offensive line thought. And as you said, potentially the best guard of all time, I'm like, oh, man. I've got my offensive line filled out. And I, and I, feel, I feel pretty good about that. One place I have not dabbled, if you will, is in any of the skill positions. Yep. Or I should say ball carriers, perimeter positions. The skillsiest guy you took was Luke Keekley, and he's a linebacker. Yeah, now he's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. You were trenches the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I went trenches. But I'm going to go out wide. And I've already taken from the Vikings, so I cannot take Randy Moss of the Vikings. However, I am going to take Randy Moss – who I think in 2007 strung together one of the greatest seasons, if not the greatest season a receiver's ever had. He's the freak. That was his nickname. I will take the Patriots off the board, so no Tom Brady for me. But I am taking Patriots wide receiver Randy Moss. Interesting pick because that means I have a choice of Brady later, mm-hmm. Gronkowski, Gronkowski later. Yep. And a name that not a lot of people think about, but it was at my disposal no matter what because you've used up all your offensive linemen. You could use him as a, as a swing guy. Now you can't. John Hanna. Some, say, was, some say he's the greatest guard ever. Uh, I know. And so that leaves him on the board for you. At that point, you have options. But I was circling Randy Moss in the beginning, but I either way I was going to come up with Randy Moss. So I came up with Randall McDaniel and Randy Moss, or I could have had John Hanna and Vikings Randy Moss. And I feel okay either way with that. Uh-huh. Although John Hanna is pretty pretty darn good. So I have a feeling that's where you might go, but you feel good about Patriots Randy Moss for sure. Three I was gonna go years. with Vikings. I was gonna go with Vikings Randy Moss. So you've kind of made this easier, but you've kind of made this harder in a way. So that's that's all right. Yeah. The Jets. Yeah, that's a tricky team. Man. Oh, that's hard. I love oh. Joe Namath, but I don't want Joe Namath as my quarterback. No, no. You know, like he's the greatest Jet ever. I don't want him as my quarterback. No offense, Joe, but there's I got better choices. And then you've got Mark Gasno and you got Joe Klecko, and they're really, really good players. But I've got a lot of other elite off uh, defensive linemen that I can go with. Mm-hmm. So I got a I got a guard, Randy Moss. I got a I got a guy that <laughs> on Sanders. But you're going to have another good wide receiver out there. So I'm taking Darrell Revis, and I'm taking Revis Island off the board for you. Wow. So I'm going to go with Darrell Revis from the Jets as my Jet on my roster. Now I've got two shutdown corners. And the corners are stupid good, man. We're, they're, we're, just we're not going to make a bunch of tackles for loss. You're not going to use them on um, uh, corner blitzes so much, but I don't care because I think my pass rush is going to be pretty darn good with the guys I got. So I'm taking Revis Island off the board, John. Yeah, your pass rush can be good, but you have the you have arguably the two best man-to-man cover guys that have ever played the game. I'm gonna add a third later. But when Randy Moss went up against Darrell Revis, Randy Moss embarrassed him. Well, we'll put we'll put Sanders on him. <laughs> he got options. Yeah, you don't go from Darrell Revis to like Buster Screen. You go from Darrell Revis to Deion Sanders. All right, Drew, you mentioned earlier there are some teams to consider as it pertains to players. that There, there aren't too many. The Jets, one of them. I, the Darrell Revis find is absolutely phenomenal, and I give you a lot of credit for that. That was, that was a great one. 
the Cardinals to me are a team that kind of fits into the same category. Yeah. But I'm not going to take Larry Fitzgerald. Okay. I'm going to take a guy that probably not a lot of people have heard about, but he was one of my idols growing up in some sense because he once played a game with two broken hands and actually had an interception in that game, and he invented the safety blitz. Damn so it. for the Cardinals, and this was when they were in St. Louis, but it was the Cardinals, I am taking safety Larry Wilson. Oh, okay, good. I thought you were going to say my guy. So that's, that's good. Really? Yeah. You're thinking it was going to be somebody else who played with two broken hands in a game for the Cardinals? Uh, I, he might have. I don't know that he did, but it wouldn't have surprised me uh, because he's, he's an all-timer. So. All right. I'm going with Larry Wilson Hall of Fame safety for the St. Louis, Arizona, Chicago Cardinals. Larry Wilson. It won't resonate too much with the younger folk, but he was – he was Troy Palomalu before Troy Palomalu. How about that? Yeah. He could have also gone with Dan Deardorff. Great right ah, tackle. My offensive line was already good. I thought about it. Yep. Already set. Yep. Or you could have gone with my guy who played with the Cardinals in Chicago, but I'm going to talk about that later. So we'll go, uh, we'll go down okay. that route in a bit. Um, all right. Boy, you're making it tough. I don't have any linebackers yet. Mm. And I have to have one of these two guys. It's a non-negotiable. But I'm going to go with the greatest Raven ever. I'm going to go with Ray Lewis. It's going to leave you with lots of options. Two, you have two, like, lead pipe cinches you could take elsewhere. Even though your offensive line is set, you got a guy. And then you got another guy. But I need a linebacker. And I'm going to go with Ray Lewis. Okay. All right. That does leave that does leave a lot open. Um, to to say the least. I'm yeah. That's that's a good one. All right. I my my thought process the other day was I wanted to as much as I possibly could go with the younger franchises, and for a long time. Uh, while we were growing up, there weren't too many new franchises until the Jaguars and the Panthers. Well, I got players from both of them, and I got my Texans. So I think I've got the youngest team. The next youngest team actually came in a pair. You got one of those, the Seahawks. The other is the Buccaneers. This is tough. And, and when you mentioned linebacker, I jumped all over a guy. This is the guy that I had top of my list for this team because, yes, there's a guy – that I could go with on the interior line. I didn't want to do actually two that you could have gone with with the Bucks, and you would have been okay. But to me, I think one of the greatest and most underrated linebackers of all time I'm going to take right here, and that's Derek Brooks. Okay. Nobody ran with Michael Vick, but the Buccaneers beat Vick all the time because Derek Brooks could run with him. With the Buccaneers, I'm taking – Derek Brooks. He was one of my top picks, and I wanted to make sure that I that I got him. So I'm jumping right here at Derek Brooks, linebacker. Put him next to Keekley. We can fly to the football. But I'm taking Keekley and Brooks. All right, boy. Now it's getting tough because we've eliminated a lot of these franchises. Yes. Um. Hmm. 
goodness. This is where you stare at your board and you're like, okay, I had a philosophy going in. I'm going to stick to my philosophy. What am I going with? I got to do it. He's, he was my favorite player when I was a little kid. And Good. Jim Brown loves this guy. And because of who you've chosen, I've got lots of flexibility at the back part. But I want to make sure that he's off the board. And I'm choosing sweetness. Walter Payton of the Bears. Uh, it came down to him. It came down to – it was either him or Dick Butkus. I, I had to have Ray Lewis or Dick Butkus. And um, I just – I want to make sure I got Walter Payton because he can do so many different things. He's a great yeah. running back. He can and be I your punter. He, he can be your punter, quarterback, wildcat quarterback. Yeah, yeah. He can do anything. Yeah. I just – I love him too much. You know, I, I want to make sure he's my guy and he's on my team. He was the uh, – he was the all-time NFL rushing leader. He will always be. I have the two all-time NFL rushing leaders. Whatever, Emmett Smith. Who cares? You're not. <laughs> I don't. You're not in their league. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that's wow. That's that's a good one. I'll uh, I'll tip my cap that one because now you have Jim Brown and Walter Payton uh, in your backfield. That's uh, that's pretty solid. There's no question about that. Okay. Um. You know, you took Ray Lewis, which leaves the Ravens for me, and there's a lot of different ways you could, I could go here. Jonathan Ogden, I would, I loved. I was a huge fan of Jonathan Ogden. But I've got my offensive line right now. But Larry Wilson was a ball hawk, but he was also a guy who could blitz. You could play him around the box. The best ball hawk is a guy I'm going to just go ahead and do it now even though I could probably go a few other teams if I looked at it, teams that we haven't selected from, but I feel good at safety enough that I will go with, let me be clear, Ravens <laughs> Hall of Famer Ed Reed. It's a good choice. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I'll take it. So you've got Ed Reed, and we've made uh, four selections each today, so we're halfway through this draft. Now it's getting really serious because we've not – neither of us has chosen a Bill, a Steeler, a Colt, a Bronco, a Charger, a Chief, a Redskin, a Saint, a, or a 49er. I almost said a Buccaneer, but you took the Buccaneer. <laughs> off the board. Yeah. Um, mm, 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 mm. Who is someone that I must have that there's just no way that – this is tough. Like right now, this is – because you've got so many options with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. with the Steelers and with the Redskins to a degree, but especially the Steelers and the 49ers. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Oh, I know exactly where I'm going with my next pick. Do you? But, yeah, but it's your pick. So I, I, it's your pick. So I can't, I can't do it, but I know exactly where I'm going to go. I can put this card in at two seconds when you're done. Okay. All right, I'll get my kicker. Saints, Morton Anderson. <laughs> All right. Okay. There are a lot of Hall of Fame players that came out of the late 80s, early 90s bills. I'm going to take the best one. I'm going to take Bruce Smith and pair him with J.J. Watt and Aaron Donald. Damn. Good one. That takes Thurman Thomas off the board. I was a huge Thurman fan, so – so yeah, I take Bruce Smith. So the Bills come off the board, leaving me one pick in that division from the Jets. I'm gonna have to do some studying on the Jets, man. 
I got to try and find somebody that, ah, that might be a spot for a punter or a kicker. I don't know. I'm going to have to think that one through. All right. We got three picks left. Is that right? Three picks left in this episode. Here we go. All right, Steelers. Golly, this is so hard for me. I go Rod Woodson because I want a ball hawk. Oh, yeah. But play you lots of position. But I got a couple other guys that I'm going to put in the secondary mm-hmm. that I know of that you've already chosen from other teams. So, it comes down to getting the greatest center ever, Mike Webster, or Mean Joe Green. I got to get after the quarterback. I'm going Mean Joe Green. Ooh, dang it. I was hoping you were going to talk yourself into Mike Webster. Nope. I really wanted you to do that. So, you're up. All right. Well, I got to find – I've got to find somebody that can cover. And even though there's a long, rich history for the Washington football team, I've kind of gone back and forth about what I – man, and I got on my offensive lineman. And so I'm like, ah, oh, then it hit me. Oh, man. I'm going – with the very last pick in the 1983 first round. And he will be my lockdown corner. I'm going to go with Daryl Green from the Washington football team. Solid. From the great state of Texas. Yep. That is right. I was struggling with what I was going to do with Washington. I had a few options, but I didn't love them. And then I thought, man, I need some cover guys. And I thought, oh, man. And then it hit me. So I'll take Daryl Green. Hmm. So I know I can run. That I can do. And hopefully I'll be able to cover. But, yeah, I can run. Well, I love Joe Montana. Uh-oh. Um, are you going? Are you dipping into the quarterbacks? We have not gone to the quarterbacks. I love Joe Montana, but I got to get Ronnie Lott off the stairs. Oh, <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. That is absolutely insanely massive. Okay. Okay, so you – that yeah, that's good. So you took 49ers Ronnie Lott, right? Yes, I did. Boy, that leaves – that leaves some really good 49ers on the board for me. And it makes me think, do I want to add Jerry Rice – from the 49ers and put him with Randy Moss. Hell yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going. I, I, I'm i following you, but I'm like, yeah, I could really wait if I wanted to. But I'll take arguably the two best receivers of all time. I'll take Randy Moss, Patriots, Jerry Rice, 49ers. That's my selection. There we go. All right, my final pick, huh? Whew. Goodness gracious. Me, oh my. Yep. Last one. All right. We've got a Colt, a Bronco, a Charger, and a Chief, as well as a bunch of others, but nobody has chosen any of them. Mm, what do I want to do here? What do I want to do here? I'm going to leave things open. They've all got, aside from the Chargers, I love Dan Fouts, but he he's not a quarterback that you can really nah. entrust this team to. No. And I still, I'm going to wait on my quarterback. 
But, you know, I don't have a tight end yet. I'm going to get Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs. I'm just going to go ahead and – over Tony Gonzalez. Over Kellen Winslow. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Over Oz Newsom. Well, I already took – You have a Brown. You have Jim Brown. Brown. Yeah. So, yeah, you're good. All right. Kind of look at best available on my boards. This is – this is the Mr. Irrelevant pick of day two um, as I sort of look at this. And I know when you hear this name come out of my mouth, you're going to go, uh, wait, hold on. But I don't want to draft a punter, and I definitely don't want to draft a kicker. Okay. And I'm in the business of drafting former MVPs of the league. Okay. And you know how I like versatility. I like guys that can play a lot of different positions. Yeah. He won the 1956 Heisman Trophy at Notre Dame playing quarterback. He came to the league and played running back. He was the MVP of the league in 62. He also kicked extra points and field goals. From the Packers, I am taking Paul Horning because I know I can do a lot of different things with him. And Heisman Trophy winner on a losing Notre Dame team. Only one to ever win from a losing team, and he will only he will be the only one to win from a losing team. But that satisfies both my kicking aspect. I can't have him punt, but I don't have to draft a kicker now. And yeah. so I can have Paul Horning kick. He catches, he runs, he can even throw. He's my Wildcat quarterback. He's everything. I'm going Paul Horning as my Packer. Good choice. Okay, so to recap. I started things off today. I went with Gene Upshaw, left guard from the Raiders. You countered with Randy Moss of the Patriots. So you took Moss off the board. You also took a Patriot off the board, and you opened it up for me to choose either Brady, Gronkowski, Hannah, or a wild card, which I'm not going to do. Then I chose Darrell Rivas of the Jets at corner. You went with Larry Wilson, the Cardinals' safety. Then I went with Ray Lewis, linebacker of the Ravens. You went a linebacker. You went to the Buccaneers, Derek Brooks. Mm-hmm. Probably the greatest Buccaneer ever. He or Warren Sapp. Arguably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Walter Payton. I had to have sweetness on my team. I, I make no apologies for it. You went with Ed Reed of the Ravens, safety. I got my kicker out of the way with Morton Anderson from the Saints. And then uh, you went with Bruce Smith, which was an oversight. I should have gotten – that's who I should have gone with. That was kind of a dumb move by me. I, got, I, I rebounded, though. I got Mean Joe Green from the Steelers on the interior of the defensive yeah, line. That's your steel pick. You went with Daryl Green, corner, one of the fastest men ever from the uh, Washington football team. I chose a safety in Ronnie Lott, and that left Jerry Rice open. So mm-hmm. uh, the 49ers are off the board. And then I wrapped things up with it's probably a controversial pick, Travis Kelsey, tight end of the Chiefs. There's a lot of great Chiefs, and I'm picking that guy. Well, it's sort of what my team needs and what I want. And then you went with Paul Horning, a guy who could do it all from the Packers. And that wrapped up day two. And we're going to give you the finale all day tomorrow, Wednesday night. Good stuff on the finale. And we'll break it all down, what we ended up with. I feel very, very good, in particular, about my defensive line. But I love my Paul Horning pick right there. So, Hopefully you do too. Maybe not. Maybe you don't even know who Paul Horning is and that I've got to live with. But I know who he is and he was fantastic. All right, we get back. A little deep slant with our buddy John Grenard right here on Texans All Access. Here on Texans All Access. Here on Texans All Access.
Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter, and so glad to be with you on this wonderful Tuesday evening. It's time for a little deep slant action. DP Sidhu, one of the best interviewers I've been around, I've seen. She is fantastic. And one of the things that I realized when I talked to DP is she's just so invested in the conversation that she's just listening and asking questions based on what she's heard. And that makes for such a better conversation. And this conversation is with a guy who is fantastic on the radio. We need this guy to play football for a very long time because A, he's very, very good. And we'd like to see him play. But B, we need John Grenard uh, to keep from taking all of our jobs because he is excellent on the radio. Here's a little deep slant with the second year man out of the University of Florida slash Louisville, John Grenard. John, so much has changed, obviously, with you heading into year two. So new coaching staff, um, a new position, new everything. So let's let's just start there. Let's start with um, everything being so new, because you talked about it a little bit in your press conference last year versus this year. What were you doing this time last year? Uh, how do you compare it to what you're doing now? Man, it's crazy. Um, I was still trying to figure out where I could work out at, honestly. You know, as you know, COVID just changed everything. So we kind of had to just go with the flow and, and, and do what it was allowed for us. So um, I was still trying to find my ways to work. But overall now, I just feel a huge difference is now having a chance to work out all the way from January now. Um, my body feels more comfortable, feel stronger, feel faster, just feel more better, overall flexible, just feel better as an athlete and as a person mentally as well. So everything just worked out now. Everything's kind of slowly going back to normal. So now I can get back into my regular routine of having my certain amount of workouts, certain amount of meals per day, um, getting training work done on me, stuff like that. So all of that just helps and uh, makes it be ready for when that time comes in, uh, in, in late July. Yeah, you get to do OTAs out there in the Houston humidity and the Houston heat with your off-season <laughs> program in. What about meeting Lovey Smith? Because now you've actually got to work with him. You've got to work with the new coaching staff a little bit. Um, your impressions of him and and what it's been like for you switching to new position at defensive lineman. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, like I said, love is well respected around the game of football, um, not just in the NFL, but everywhere. So he has been an honor. I watched him growing up as a child. So now they're able to play in this this scheme. And, and I know what they've been about even back in that historic defense in Chicago. Um, they've been known for turnovers. So now we just got to get to that point. I think that's the huge emphasis now on our defense, you know, just change your mindset and not only win the play, but get the ball back. I mean, that's, that's huge. We can change it. We can change a lot with on our side of the football by just making a turnover, giving a ball back to, to our offense. So um, overall, I'm excited. Like I said, it's a huge honor. Uh, I'm looking forward to learning a lot more, getting deeper in the playbook and understanding how he thinks, want to break his mind down and see how he thinks about football um, to help me. So overall, I'm excited. I, I, I love it. Well, you had said that one thing that you wanted to work on this offseason was your flexibility, literally right. being flexible and then also position wise. And and I thought it was interesting because Levy talked about guys that had to make the position change. He said football players are adaptable. They have to adapt. They have to be flexible. And right. he said that for a lot of players making that change sometimes actually benefits their skill set. And, and you were one of the guys that he mentioned by name that that your skill set is really is, is pretty perfect for the defensive end in, in his four three system. So. What are your thoughts on that? What makes you fit so well in a system? I know you've played defensive end in the past. This isn't like a right. new position for you, but but what do you think it is about about your skill set that really lends itself to this position? I just kind of work around what I what I feel good at, what my body feels like it can do um, to put myself in the best situation. Obviously, I got to get a lot stronger, got to get faster always. So it's always room for improvement. Um, but overall, like I said, this defensive end is it's not too much of a difference. Obviously, just to to change it up a little bit is going from that uh, three, four scheme where I'm playing most time on tight ends and I'm dropping the coverage most times. 
it's not it's not the uh, the case here. Now I'm playing a true defensive end. Now I have to go play on their side of the football, set the edge, you know, go make a play in the back, get a TFL, go get a sack, get quarterback. These things I'm more comfortable. I love to just go after the quarterback. But um, overall, like I said, I just I'm excited to get get started. I mean, getting deeper in this playbook, and we got a lot of competition out here coming for camp. So I'm excited. I'm yeah, really you'll excited. be going up against a lot of offensive linemen. So does that mean that at your position you have to put on weight, or will you be playing a little bit lighter? Is that something that um, that you have to, right. to think about? That's the things, uh, it kind of just going based off of what your body is. I mean, I'm naturally me, I'm already about a 270-ish already. Um, I can be at 265, I can drop weight, I can gain weight. That's kind of a thing I've been able to do all my life with uh, just my weight. But overall, yeah, you're right. I'll be playing more down, uh, hand in the dirt, playing against the, the top tackles and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's still football. And in the scheme that we played last year, um, obviously in the 3-4 scheme period overall, um, it's a little different. However, it's football and you're still on the line of scrimmage. And, and most guys will kind of tell you coming from a 3-4 outside backer to the end, it's, it's everything because now you have less coverage responsibility. You really just got to just go and make a play and, and play on the run. Um, obviously, you have, they can switch it up a little bit for scheme to scheme. But overall, now you're a true defensive end and go do what you, you do what you normally naturally to do. Do you think it makes it easier that you made the switch earlier in your career rather than playing a linebacker for a number of years and then making the switch. Do you think that makes it any easier? Because it really wasn't that long ago that you were playing defensive linemen. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's kind of, like I said, it, it's cool. Um, however, I, I kind of adjust, as you see, I mean, I, I really just, you tell me the scheme, you tell me to play and I, I can go with it from there. So at this point, I just honestly just want to be able to, to be comfortable, uh, just play my own, play my own scheme within the system, obviously, but uh, just be comfortable. And then I think playing defensive end all my life, that, that kind of has made it, to where I can, I'm back in my natural, uh, my natural habitat, you could say. All right. So a lot of things changed in the off season. One thing that didn't change your position coach is still Bobby King. So he moves right. from linebackers coach to defensive line coach. He seems really excited about it, but how much right. has that helped your continuity? He sort of knows what you can do, knows what you do well, knows what, right. where you need to learn and, and where to fill in the gaps of, of your skill set. Yeah, BK is a, I mean, like I said, BK is huge on details. I mean, he's he's very passionate about, he loves the game of football. You can see that from miles away just watching him coach us up. Um, he wants us to be the best type of, not just the best player, but the best person, best human being. And I think that kind of translates in the game just as far as your passion towards anything. And if you're going to do something, do it, give you all. And I think that's what he preaches us on everything. So, um, yeah, me and BK, we go way back. That's, 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 a, that's a good guy. Um, actually, his his cousin was actually our punter at Louisville, so we we kind of we got a lot of history. So me and his family are really good. So BK is a good guy. Well, he he had a lot of nice things to say about you as yeah. well. He he said he's expecting a good season, a really good season from you. That you're a no nonsense kind of a guy. Uh, you're not a follower. You're a leader. And he said, quote, he's going to use his hands. He's going to shock you. He's going to play tough, play violent. So is For that sure. how you would describe your style of play? Hey man, I, I let the tape do the talking. I can't really do too much right now, but uh, bef- yeah, that's that's kind of like what I want to lead into. I mean, that's that's the identity you kind of want being in this scheme. Uh, so yeah, he gave me that title. I'll take it. So just got to put it on the film now for sure. I'm ready. All right. So w- when you look back at your rookie season, what was your mm-hmm. biggest takeaway? What was the biggest lesson you learned? Because now you've got some games under your belt. You're heading into year right. two. You've got a little bit of experience. What's the right. biggest lesson you take from that? I just got to take everything in stride. Um, it, it, Things happen. Everything, as y'all see, every, things happen. And there's some things you can't control. Uh, you just have to go with it and, and, and adjust on the fly. Um, another thing is just to continue to work. Do the same things that you've been doing the whole time and let that let that result speak for itself. Don't You don't have to put any expectations on anything. Just go with it. I mean, you obviously have your goal and your mission, but overall, you just got to go out there and play it and, and keep living because, I mean, the things that you can't control are always going to happen. So you just got to just take it on the fly and keep going. So that's what I learned the most. 
All right. You don't have to look for a gym, but you do have uh, about six weeks or so off before the start of training camp. Um, mm -hmm. I know you said you're not going to take it too easy. You're going to take a little bit of time off, but what are your plans um, to stay in shape for training camp, to get ready for training camp? How do you plan to use these next few weeks? Like I said, just get back to the workout regimen, um, getting my routine every day. Take a little time off, give your body a break a little bit, but it's it's got to get back onto it. Of course, I want to be in Houston as much as possible um, to get used to this humidity, this heat. Having that year up under my belt definitely helped. Having that year in Canesville kind of helped, but at the end of the day, it's still... You kind of never get used to it, but overall, you, you you understand how to how to cope with it and put that to the side. It's all mental. So um, overall, I'm, I'm still going to try to keep my regimen as, as, as routine as possible. So is it worse than Florida humidity, the Houston humidity? Now, that's tough. I don't know. Gainesville humidity is different. You know, we surrounded by that swamp. It's, it's yeah. That's honestly where all that heat is coming from. So I can honestly truly say the humidity and heat wise over there is definitely I'm not going to say definitely way hotter, but it's definitely hotter over there. Yeah, yeah you. I think you had some good training, but you're about yeah, to get yeah. some more in a few months. Oh, it's been. Uh, oh, it, just tune in. We're gonna be all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Always a pleasure, John. Can't wait to see what 2021 brings for you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good one. I told the story before about John Grenard, but you haven't heard it. Well, it's new to you. I watched a segment that he did on the SEC Network, and I believe he did it with John, one of the Stinchcombs, Matt or John. I can't remember which. And those guys are offensive linemen, and John Grenard obviously is an edge rusher. And they talked about pass rushing for about seven, eight minutes. And it was it was incredible to listen to a guy in college talk about pass rushing the way that John Grenard did, just applying sort of his art to the science, or his science to the art, if you will. It was fascinating. Really, really good stuff. And it really shows uh, when John Grenard's rushing the passer. And there were times when he had confidence last year. You could see it. I think that confidence is going to be there. I think playing his hand down is going to be great. I have an article on HoustonTexas.com about he and Charles Amenahu getting to the quarterback and how that looks and what it could look like. So go check that out, HoustonTexas.com. A guy that's got to have a big year also is a guy in his second year with the Texans, and that is David Johnson. Drew Doherty did a little dozen questions with David Johnson. There's a lot of alliteration in there, but just know DJ31 coming up next right here on Texans All Access. We're going to want to follow a segment of this Tuesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. And since we're on, in air quotes, vacation, it's the mobile version. And who knows where I am doing this show right about now. My guess is that I am somewhere in Arizona. Somewhere. Yeah, I'll let you figure that one out. But Arizona is fitting because our next guest spent the majority of his career, in fact, every year of his career up until last year, with the Arizona Cardinals. He played his college ball at Northern Iowa, which I can't say I've been to Iowa in quite some time, but I'm sitting, I think, right now in Arizona as we speak. So let's hear a little from David Johnson, who got roped into doing a little Drew's Dozen. Drew Doherty, take it away. You know, back when you signed, you met with the media in that initial uh, press conference, and you said something that really made my my ears prick up. You talked about a dodgeball story from when you were, I think, in junior high back in Iowa. Can oh, you yeah. kind of expand on that and tell us what that was? Because I love dodgeball. I love play, playing dodgeball growing up. I love the movie and everything. I mean, what's the story behind dodgeball and you, David? So everyone always asks me, you know, how I became so good at catching the football. And what I try to tell them is that Starting in fifth grade, we had a dodgeball league that we did every Friday um, that our science teacher from middle school, Miss Voight, had did every Friday. 
And what we did is, you know, we went to the YMCA and it was about, I don't know, 40 uh, boys and girls just playing dodgeball. And then we, it started getting very huge, very popular where we started traveling around Iowa doing tournaments. And it was a good time just to have fun with uh, people around our age. And it was a teacher that was running it. So she was, um, you know, making sure everything was uh, going well, no fights, nothing like that. And her thing was, though, if you get hit in the head, it's, it's dodgeball. So you will get hit in the head. So I don't want to hear anyone crying. I don't want to hear anyone fighting and complaining because this is dodgeball. And um, she was really good at making sure everyone was tough. And that, you know, if you get hit in the head, <laughs> so be it. It's, it was fun. It was, it was a good uh, thing, good competition uh, that, you know, I started doing it. I mean, I think I did it all the way through probably ninth grade. And it was a good time. God bless that woman. She's got to be the only educator in existence that didn't call you out if you got hit in the head. What, what sort of rule is that? You can't be thrown out if you get hit in the head. That means you've, you've made a good throw, right? Exactly. Especially when someone's dodging, yeah. people duck. You know, it's part of the game. You know, don't <laughs> cry about it when you get hit in the head. You just play on to the next play. Now, we know your hands were great, but could you smoke some people when you threw the ball? Oh, yeah, I was good. I was always <laughs> the guy that people wanted to be on their team. Uh, and I was always the guy who, I don't know why, but I always ended up being one of the last guys in and just, you know, we had the same thing as if you catch the ball, another teammate gets to come back in. And so we had some great competitive games going on. That's awesome. So I, I take it you've seen the, the movie Dodgeball a few oh, times, right? Most definitely. Which Dodgeball character from that movie do you identify with most? <laughs> That's a good question. I would say, uh, I don't remember the names though. I would say... I don't know. I, I would have to look and see what the names are. Not the remember. pirate guy, right? And not no, the, definitely not, not the fire. Not the Ben Stiller. Not the man in the wheelchair. Not not Patches O'Houlihan. That was the wheelchair. <laughs> no, guy, <yeah>. no. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. Well, uh, this might be a pretty obvious question, but you start, you bench, and you cut these three games. Which of them get started? Which of them do you bench? And which of them do you cut? Dodgeball, hide and go seek, and kickball. Oh come on! I would say cut kickball. I would say start dodgeball and bench hide and seek. Bench hide and go seek. Okay, fair enough. Hide and go seek makes the cut. Good stuff. All right, yeah. do you play any musical instruments? No, no. I did like one year in elementary, I played the drums, but didn't last too long. Is there any musical instrument like you wish you could just pick up and like rattle it off and do it well? Guitar, for sure. I yeah. would love to. I always play Guitar Hero on the PlayStation, but. Yeah. That's not the same. I've talked to people that play the guitar. It's not even close. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were smart about making it look easy because it's, I guess it's not easy. Let's rank, your name is David. Let's rank the Davids. You get to rank them one through five. You've got yourself, David Johnson, actor David Spade, David oh. who slew Goliath, David oh. Blaine, the magician or illusionist, and David Bowie, the musician. Okay, I'm first. Okay, course. good, good confidence. David, who slew, who slain the, the giant. These two. Then I'll have to go with, I like, I like magic. David okay. Blaine. All right. It's either Spade or which David one's the David Bowie, uh, the, the musician. Okay, I'll, I'll probably Spade because I, I like comedies. Him and uh, Adam Sandler are pretty good together. Yes. And then uh, David Bowie. I'm not, a, I'm not a musician, so I can't. It's you your know. rankings. No one's judging yeah. them. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> okay. Judgment will come later. So. Yeah. <laughs> after the segment. <laughs> hey, what's the last thing that you cooked? Last thing I cooked. I just grilled burgers. I uh, just got a um, smoker. Oh, nice. uh, Traeger. Works yeah. pretty well. I we I like it a lot. 
just got a trigger and I just grilled burgers last night. Worked okay, then there. describe to me the perfect hamburger then or cheeseburger. Perfect cheeseburger. It's got to be a cheeseburger. It's got to be medium, you know, a little bit of pink, um, maybe a little bit of blood, not too much. Uh -huh. um, the Iowa thing, you know. And then you know, <laughs> the patty has to be, you know, a little thick. You can't have a, a small, skinny patty. I mean, you're not eating anything. And then, you know, you, you grill it about four minutes, three to four minutes each side. And then after that, you know, about three minutes in, you go in there, put your cheese on, uh, Kobe Jack. I'm a pretty big Kobe Jack person. Okay. And, you know, put the cheese on there, let it, you know, get a little um, warm, a little melted. You don't like hard cold cheese on a cheeseburger. Who does that? That's so weird. Doesn't so you got to do that. Exactly. And then, you know, after that, you got to have barbecue sauce. That's the dressing on top. You got to have barbecue sauce. Oh, nice. And that's, you know, that's just the, the thing that sets it over the top right there. Okay. Anything else besides cheese and barbecue sauce? Is that it? Normally that's it. Um, okay. I'm a guy who doesn't like to, uh, I'm not a patient when I want to eat, you know, when I cook <laughs> grill, <laughs> I don't want to wait. So, so, you know, if I go to a restaurant and stuff, I'll get some lettuce, tomato, pickles and stuff. But when it's just me, I, I don't feel like being finessed with it and trying to make it an Instagram picture and all that. I just want to eat it. You're a running back. You hit the hole when it, when it comes to burger. You, you, there's no dancing. There's no dance. North yeah. South guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, David, it's great to talk with you. Had a lot of fun doing this. Can't wait to see you out in action over the next few months. You take care, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, that's going to do it for this evening's show. We're getting towards the end of June. Man, we are oh, we're a couple days away from being in training camp month. That's how, that's how I can rationalize it. Yeah, it won't be late July, and there's still weeks to go before training camp starts. But in a couple days, we'll be in July. And that is training camp month. And as soon as we get there, it's like you can see it on the horizon. It's very, very cool and getting very, very excited. And I know the guys we had on this show tonight, John Grenard, David Johnson, they've got a lot to prove when training camp comes around. And it wouldn't matter if they had all pro seasons last year. Their type of guys are going to work hard to give you everything they've got and prove it again in 2021. And those guys will be, as each and every Texan will be, under the microscope. We'll be watching. We'll be studying. Uh, we'll be trying to figure out which guys are going to make this roster, and we are looking forward to preseason, three games, training camp, weeks, uh, up until the regular season starting on September 12th. So we got a lot to do between now and then, but we're almost to July, and that's a good thing. So big thanks to David Johnson, to John Gennard, DPC, to Dude Doherty, and to all of you for listening. Appreciate y'all so very much. We'll see you tomorrow, and as always, go Texans.